In today's Firestorm show, we meet Victoria Pavarnik. Victoria moves in love evangelism. It's a method where we don't have an objective, but we just move in love every day. Victoria is going to show us how to have eyes for the one, the one that the Lord is highlighting, and how she sees people pray to receive Jesus as a normal part of her life, and you can too. I am excited to be with you, Firestormers. This has become like the best part of my week in so many ways, and I have a blessed life. So saying that this is the best part of my blessed week is saying something. I'm really thankful to be with you. Um, Today we're going to be talking about Jesus said that he would leave the 99 for the 1. It's in Matthew 18. It's also in Luke 15. We're going to talk about what that looks like. We're going to pray in first, Yes. give you guys some uh, foundations. So let's just get our hearts before the Lord. Father, we're just so thankful for an opportunity to focus on what you're doing. We want to make you famous. Lord, you said you would leave the 99 for the one. I thank you that there was a time in all of our lives when we were the one. And now, Lord, we want to be equipped. We want to be useful in your hands that we can have your eyes to see the one. So would you just anoint our guests today, open her mouth and put your words in it, that as we talk about this, this would not just be cool testimonies, Lord, but the 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 power in this, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy, that you would call forth more, more of the one, Lord, leave the 99 for the one. Show us how to do it in Jesus' name. So here's what we're going to do today, guys. First of all, I want to thank you for tuning in. I want to thank you for spending your time with us. I know you have a lot of different options of how you can spend your time. Uh, What we're going to talk about today is how you can move in a level of connection to the Father where you can hear his voice and you can be his hands and feet to hurting people. This is what Jesus said. He said, out of you will come rivers of living water and that he would use us to influence this world around us. Um, That's the ministry of Jesus. And I believe that as Christians today, we're supposed to be doing everything that Jesus did through his power, not our power, but through our availability. So you're going to hear a lot about regular people. I always say regular people just like you who are moving in a level of anointing, moving in a level of gifting, touching people around them every single day, and it, the Lord is confirming it with signs and wonders following. Hebrews 2, 4, he said he would confirm his word with signs and wonders following. Guys, it's happening. This is not just something that is for the elite few. This is for everyone, and we want to equip you to do it. We want to equip you to be part of it because this is not a spectator sport. First of all, our faith is a warrior faith. Anybody that follows Jesus, you got to know you're in a battle. What's the battle? The battle against the flesh, the battle against the world, the battle against the devil. He's already overcome all of those. So I stand in perfect victory already. You're you're destined for success. Well, what does that look like? So we want to equip you more. And this radio show is a great start, but we actually are hosting our first equipping seminar on March 12th and 13th. It's a Friday evening and all day Saturday, March 12th and 13th. Mark your calendars. You can also find this on our website, firestormunited.org. You can find it on our Facebook page. The equipping seminar looks like this. We are going to not just talk about these things, but we are going to equip you to step out, walk in it, be used by the Lord as part of your regular day-to-day life. We're going to talk about that more today. 
of what that looks like. But it's equipping. Uh, it's impartation. It is just helping you step into the reality of the adventure of moving in power evangelism. That's what we're going to talk about at our equipping seminar, the 12th and 13th. And let's just get a little excitement today on what it's going to look like. So I believe equipping, what does equipping look like? What does the word equipping mean? Uh, I think equipping just means being the church. Because it says in Ephesians 4, the government of the church, he says you're given apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. So we're given these fivefold. For what? For the equipping of the church for acts of service. So what does equipping mean? Being the church, just being the church and moving in it. And that's what we're going to help you do. You know, I think a lot of people, and Roberta, we can kind of be transparent about this. A lot of people that shut down, our churches have been closed. Yes, yes, they have. Um, A lot of people are feeling like sheep without a shepherd. Hmm. And they, especially what's happened after the elections, as we talked about last week, that all the prophets... That they said one thing, and it's a different thing. So what you're doing and what Firestorm is doing is really amazing right now. It's taking the church outside the four walls. We always said we were going to do that, but have we really? What does that look like? I what think, does that look like? need a model. Yeah, and that was really good. when you, We were talking earlier and doing some, some pre-show notes, and, and Scott said, well, you know what equipping means? It means the church. I mean, we, we can be the church. It's the equipping the saints for acts of service. Isn't it cool to be called a saint? <laughs> it's true. That's you know? exactly. Yeah. So uh, if, if you're like me, I grew up in a Catholic tradition as a child, and the saints were like the Hall of Fame, right? And they were untouchable. Well, that's not what Jesus said, though. Jesus, it's very clear that um, when we come to Jesus, we cross over from death to life. We, we cross over and we become in that confederation of saints. We're no longer sinners. We are now saints, which is a show for a total – a lot of, lot of yeah. shows about that. Yeah, of, yeah. But w- w- if you don't know who you are, you'll never stand in it. You'll never walk in it. Mm-hmm. So what would it look like if Jesus said, I've given you all of my authority, all of my power. Now I want you to go practice and do what I did. Mm-hmm. What if that's the Christian life? I believe it is. And I believe that's what Firestorm United is here for, is to equip you, the regular people in the pews, the folks that have walked with Jesus. You probably walked with Jesus your whole life, maybe. But you're looking for more. There is absolutely more out there. And it's thrilling. And it's exciting. And like for us, he's using a radio gal. He's using a business owner. He's using amazing anointed people, but they're normal, regular people. They're not the elite, um, you know, the high-level clergy or people that have a book or an e-course. The Lord is using the regular folks, and it's available to you. We want to encourage you in that. And those people are great, too. I mean, they all have a purpose. They all have a place. But it's when we're going around and we're getting filled, 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 Mm -hmm. going from one conference to another, you know, what more can we do? It's, it's one thing if we're being filled, but how do we take that outside the church and how do we do more at this time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to stop right now and just, you know, if you're tuning in and listening to Firestorm Live, this is your host, Scott Gilbert. Uh, so Firestorm Live is right here on WWIP 89.1, the word in praise.org. If you leave your radio dial for any reason, you can also pick us up on Alexa. You just say, hey, Alexa, play WWIP or OK Google. 
play WWIP. You can find us anywhere or go to our website, thewordandpraise.org. Click on the left-hand side and listen live. Or we like it even better if you can also, while you're listening on the radio, to go to our Facebook and say hi to us. On Facebook, we are Firestorm United. We are live right now, so we'd love to hear your testimony. And that's what our show is all about, Revelation 19.10. So we want to tell them a little bit about that, and then we can introduce our special guest this week. Yeah. So this is our foundational principle, guys. Revelation 19.10 says the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So whenever we share anything the Lord has ever done, whether in written form or verbally, when we're sharing the testimony of Jesus, it carries with it inherently a prophetic nature of calling forth more, of saying, do it again, God. The the Hebrew word, the root word of that means to do it again, to call forth more. So our reason for, for being is to equip you to do it. But then also to share those testimonies so that we are honoring the Lord in everything we do and calling forth more. It becomes a snowball effect. And we're just seeing that over and over. Our guest today is going to talk about that. Um, so I'm really excited to introduce my friend Victoria Pavarnik. Victoria and I have known each other for a couple of years. She is a foundational um, member, a beginner. She's the one that helped found Firestorm United. There were a few of us. And Victoria has been there from day one. And she moves, what I love about Victoria, is she moves in a level of compassion-driven anointing that is impressive to be part of, but it's also approachable. She can encourage and help other people do the exact same thing. So I'm excited to introduce her today. Thank you for being here, Victoria. Hi, Scott. Hi. Hi, everyone that's listening. (laughs) So, Victoria, you're a mom of three. You have multiple master's degrees. Sounds like you're highly educated. But at the same time, we said you can make this approachable to everybody. So tell us a little bit about your background. Um, well, it's funny you're, to highlight the master's degrees. I um, Multiple I know. I was actually a college dropout by choice. I, uh, when I was in high school, I had nothing to do in the woods, and I got into a lot of trouble partying a little too much. Didn't want to fail out, so I dropped out of college. And um, I met Jesus in a drug-induced coma, and I somebody shared the gospel with me about six months later, and I... Gave my life to Jesus. I got supernaturally delivered from drug addiction and was set free and passionate about the one that came to find me, literally, in the mountains. Um, and through a woman who didn't even speak English, actually. Yeah, I, I had a, more about this. I had a, I didn't uh, but, hear this. So you were anyway, in a drug-induced coma. Yes. No, this is important for our, our listeners to be able to understand that. Yeah, well, God visited me. I had a visitation. Um, I had a vision of myself strapped down in restraints, and I heard a voice just say, if you let go, I'll restore everything. And I stopped fighting to get out on my own, and then I started getting cut free, and I heard a voice say, you know, family, work, school, all the things that I had thrown away by that time. I was only 19, but Mm -hmm. seven years of using drugs and that'll, you know, I was pretty hopeless in life. And he came to me in that moment. And then six months later, someone shared the gospel with me, not even in English. No one in my hometown shared the gospel with me. And this is actually the root of my compassion, is no one shared the gospel with me. But somebody drove two and a half hours to tell me about Jesus in Spanish, and I had my stepmom translate. So you didn't even speak Spanish, really? No. (laughs) Really? Yes. (laughs) Even though I'm half Colombian, I don't speak Spanish. So. And where were you? What was the town? This was in the Pocono Mountains of Pennsylvania. In Pennsylvania. So, yeah. So um, 
It was from that, like, I had this encounter with the Lord. I got saved, and I tried to go out and get high because I actually was on my way out the door to get high. When you got saved, you were on your way out the door to get yes, high. Yes, so I went out to get high, and I couldn't get high. Anyways. For two weeks, I couldn't get high. And you kept trying? Yes. And then, you know, so... I, well, no, that I had one of those, real. like, this, like, my dad put, like, a... I was 19, but he was like, you either, like, go to recovery or you get out of my life. And he sent me to a Christian recovery program, and it's all said and done. They sent me to L.A. I finished, and I went back to school. And that's actually, God led me down that path of restoration, Hence the degrees that I didn't even seek after, to be honest. He just was like, keep going, going this way, and I would follow God. So that's why I have the degrees, but I am just a normal person. (laughs) I'm a stay-at-home mom right now. I'm not really using them, uh, the degrees, I mean. But um, But he gave them to you for a reason, right? So, um, yeah, it's just I love Jesus, and I think that anybody that knows Jesus can love him and be as passionate about the ones that he loves as I am. Yeah. Victoria, do you know how huge that is to be 19 and saved and then be healed from drug addiction when you tried fighting in your flesh to go back and he just wasn't letting you, you know? I mean, and then you said it's a done deal. What do you mean by it's a done deal? Well, that encounter was pretty powerful. I mean, there was no... Like, I couldn't escape the Lord. I don't know how else to say that. He was everywhere. Yeah. I mean, I went to LA and like, you know, I'm, I'm... I was, I had to like, detox all the secularism that was foundational in my being, you know, Uh, just living kind of on the streets and stuff. Like, well, anyway, so all that stuff had to like come out. It wasn't just the drugs. It was like the mindset, the attitude, like the. If you're just tuning in, this is WWIP. We are Firestorm Live with your host, Scott Gilbert. We're talking to Victoria. She's telling her testimony right now. So. Which is actually really important to know your testimony and be able to share it in like two minutes, three minutes instead of like ten. Or like weighing in like, oh, these things are so horrible. Like, yeah, it really, it was not good that I was on drugs. But I'm not going to like sit there and when I share with somebody my testimony, share all the downs about that. It's actually what I want to share is how God came so I can, you know, glorify him and pay attention to what he's doing instead. That's what I've always loved about you, Victoria, is that you can share the truth about Jesus in practical ways and make it uh, attractive and interesting. What I'm hoping today is that you can talk to our listeners and you can give them some practical steps because we've all been told we need to do evangelism. And that can be extremely intimidating. What does that look like? You know, we've been to the seminars. Maybe you've done the courses. I'm not downing any of that. But the fact is what I found in my life was the more of that that I learned, the less I actually did. It's like as I got more education and understanding, I actually did it less because it was more and more intimidating. And it felt like salesmanship, which is very uncomfortable for me. But what I love about the model that we use in Firestorm and what you model so well, Victoria, is that it's love. It's compassion-driven. It's not about a formula. It's about put on love like a garment and then just go love people, and then the Lord gives you stuff for people. In fact, I want to start with the one that just happened. So 
I'll set it up, and then you you finish the testimony. So we were on our way to the studio here. We got here a little bit early, and we there's this little coffee shop right around the corner. Uh, it's called Gather. If you can see our cup right there, shameless ploy. Uh, are they promoting plug. the show? They are not, we, but we, we were happy to go to and talk to them people. about this. So, so yeah, we go into <laughs> Gather right there to get a coffee because we're here early, and um, we end up talking to the barista. Really normal, right? Um, normal communication and uh what did the lord give you for her and how did you how did you start talking with her because it ended with the barista in tears thanking us because we had confirmed some things that she had been praying for but go ahead and set it up yeah so you know just asked her name and um i we got into why she was here actually she just kind of disclosed a little piece of information about why she was here (laughs) still she was a student and as we were just listening to her story like, I, f- I felt like the Lord just said, tell her that she should stay here. And, you know, um, she said she was, then she said she was praying about what she should do. Because yeah. we asked, how can we pray for you? So um, she just said, I need help. With direction. Direction, yeah. decision making. Yeah. You know, and so, and that was what the Lord said to me was tell her to stay. And when I started releasing that word, then more came, yeah. um, you know, just about the fruit of staying what that would look like and so let's talk about that so you said you heard what does that mean for people that might not understand you heard what did you hear an audible voice how do you know to say something to her about staying what does that feel like Mm -hmm. well for me it's an impression i'm getting in my mind uh so i can i've trained my mind to listen to the holy spirit by focusing in on what he is saying instead of what i'm thinking So I'll ask him questions. I was like, okay, God, what do you want me to tell her? You know, here she is. (laughs) And then you just listen. Exactly. So then I get quiet. I don't think about anything. And usually God says something because I'm asking him a very direct question. Like, that's his child. He Mm -hmm. cares for her, you know, so, and he knows her. And so in that instance, I was, you know, I got the piece of information from the Lord and then. You know. And she and I, for me, standing there, she was completely touched. It was very natural. It was very comfortable. There was nothing awkward. And Victoria was just able to move in love and say, you know, I'm feeling the Lord say that you're trying to make a decision. And the Lord says to stay. And if you stay, he's going to open up these blessings to you. And how did she respond? Yeah, she said that she was just in the bathroom praying about the very thing that we, you know, we were asking, like we were talking to her about. And I thought that was great because it was like, it was heavy on her heart. She was just asking the Lord. The Lord sent us to give her the answer she needed. And, you know, that was just because we made ourselves available to her because we said, hey, how can we pray for you? And when you ask somebody, like, how can you? we pray for you they'll tell you and then you get to listen to the holy spirit in that moment of how you can pray for them and what god wants to say to them yeah um which actually kind of went throughout the coffee shop it did because it it snowballs right and here's just a pro tip for you guys this is the way i do it because sometimes it's uncomfortable to just say to somebody hey how can i pray for you if you haven't set it up if it's not natural that feels awkward so here's what i do i say to the barista or whatever hey whenever i meet somebody i'm gonna leave here in a minute and i always pray for that person when i'm in my car so i'm about to leave and i'm gonna go pray for you how can i pray for you So I set it up as I'm going to go. It's not going to be long or awkward because when you ask someone, hey, how can I pray for you? A lot of people don't know what that means. 
you know, they might come from a tradition. What does that mean? You go light a candle, you know, rub some beads together. Is there going to be a chicken involved? They don't know, right? <laughs> yeah. So if you, so what I do. So I just say, hey, um, I really love praying for people because the Lord loves you so much. When I leave here, I'm going to be praying for you. How can I pray for you? And they always – I've never had anybody say no. I've never had anybody be weird. But I've had them disclose um, some things that clearly I could lift up. And uh, so we did that with this young woman. With that, with her. So then when we were um – so waiting for our tea, we were able to ask another person that worked there. Um, I felt the Holy Spirit say that she has some pain in her body um, that he wanted to heal. So, And he gave me words of knowledge for specific parts of her body that were yeah. causing her pain. So I asked the question. Hey, do you have any pain in your body? Which is one of the weird, it's really a weird question to, you know, to ask. Because some people, in that setting, it was appropriate. Because we were, it was conversational. We were already talking to them about the tea. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there was like some relational thing going on. Versus like me just coming up to someone at random. Yeah. And be like, hey, do you have pain in your body? They're like, why? Are you trying to sell me yeah, something? Yeah, are you a chiropractor? <laughs> 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 you know, like, uh, no. <laughs> Could you tell our listeners if... They're just tuning in. We're listening to Firestorm Live on WWIP, and we're here with Scott Gilbert and Victoria. And they went before the show, and they went to have tea and coffee at a local coffee shop, and they were speaking to a barista, and they were healing someone. Is of and <laughs> well, I, Jesus was doing. Well, Jesus was healing. Thing. But here's my question: <laughs> How did you hear from the Holy Spirit exactly what her pain points were? Um, okay, well, there's multiple this, ways. Yes, there is. In this instance, like when I was looking at her, mm -hmm. like the part of her body was highlighted to me, so mm -hmm. it stood out physically. Okay. Um, so, like, you know, the, the lower back, the right shoulder. And then the other word of knowledge came out of my mouth mm -hmm. when I was praying. And she was like, oh, I have that issue, too, which that was the Holy Spirit. Like, I had nothing. Like, all these things are. Could you tell our listeners what a word of knowledge is? Uh, okay, so word of knowledge is one of the uh, gifts of the Holy Spirit listed in 1 Corinthians 12. And um, so there, it's basically when I get a piece of knowledge from God that I would have not otherwise known. Okay, so um, in this case, she had a reoccurring injury in her knee. And I had prayed that, she, you know, for no reoccurring injuries to happen. And then she disclosed the information that, and confirmed that. So, you know, wow. now it was interesting because at that moment we didn't see any change, you know, but me and Scott actually both heard, like, felt the presence of God. And um, you're not always going to see someone get healed on the spot, mm -hmm. which is super important to know mm -hmm. because you don't want to get this discouraged because you're stepping out in faith and you don't see something no. because God's presence was there and because God gave that knowledge that means that God has his eyes on that person and they're suffering and that's really important to him he doesn't want them to be in pain he doesn't want them to you know um, like be sick and he wants that person to know that you know, so even if it doesn't manifest in, in a physical healing at that moment, which it doesn't mean it can't happen after we leave, when she goes home, right. which we've seen happen. Many times. Um, you know, she knows that God knows her in that way. And he sees her. 
Mm-hmm. And that's just how God sees the one. It's yeah. so unique. It, it's individualized for each person because that's who God is as our shepherd. He knows everyone for who they are, what they're going mm-hmm. through, what they need to hear. Just like the woman was in the bathroom praying for this exact thing, and we tell her exactly what she's praying for. But now, like, mm-hmm. God knows this woman, other woman's pain, you know, like, exactly where she's in pain. God knows people. And, you know, as we spend more time with the Lord, we get to know his voice, more sensitive to it. We get to know people, yeah. you know, just like he knows them. And that's how the compassion grows. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of exciting when all of a sudden God gives you a piece of information that you didn't have before. And you're like, hey, you know what? I can bless somebody with the fact that God knows them. Yeah. That's yeah. exciting. I, you know? I think everybody wants to hear God speak to them because we are very self-focused and very self-absorbed. Mm-hmm. But what if? The Lord wants to talk to you about other people more than he wants to talk to you about you. And as you start hearing his voice for other people, you will hear his voice for you because the Lord promises. He says, my sheep know my voice. If you say you can't hear God, it may be because you're not a sheep. It may be because you haven't committed your life to him. I don't know. But if you have, he says you can. I think, though, that... For me, at least, I needed some coaching. I needed somebody to teach me. You know, there's like three voices in my head. There's my voice. There's my own thoughts. There's also the enemy's thoughts because he can influence our minds. Mm -hmm. But then there's the Holy Spirit. And he's what? The still, quiet voice, the word says. So you've got to get through your own. Then you've got to get through the enemy. So a really simple, I'll just, act, I'll just lead you in a quick activation, and I'm going to turn it over to Victoria just to keep running with this, is quickly, just in your heart, say, Jesus, how do you see me? And then you just be quiet. And the first thought, it will be always be in love. It will always be positive. That's him. And you can just practice this. Jesus, how do you see me? And the first thing that pops in there, and you just train in this. So Victoria, if we could have an opportunity to to train people more, I know you're going to be one of our speakers for our equipping seminar on March 12th and 13th. We're going to be at Calvary Assembly of God. That is in uh, Kempsville in Virginia Beach. Calvary Assembly of God. We're there Friday night, March the 12th. I'll be teaching a session that night. And then we have two more speakers on Saturday. Victoria is one of them. And she's going to help us move in and understand moving in evangelism. So, Victoria, I definitely want to get you to that. Um, If you could talk about moving in love-based, compassion-based evangelism. And then just some testimonies about how you've seen the Lord use that. Uh, you know, Victoria, is it, am I correct that it's a normal part of your life to see people saved in your day-to-day life? Yes. you got to tell <laughs> us about that because yeah. I think a lot of us, well, that would be a thrilling thing, but we don't know what to do. Yeah. So, I mean, okay, where to start? Uh, about... So I think what the most important thing to know is how you got saved, which is the gospel of Jesus Christ. When you know that, like the basic core of that message, that like the Father sent his Son to the earth to die for our sins, and when we, and like when he died, he rose again, 
And because of that, we can. he defeated death and the power of death, and anyone who believes in him shall be not only saved, but have eternal life. So this is the core of the gospel. When you know that, you know that you've been risen with Christ Jesus. It's no longer you who lives, but Christ who lives in you. And when you got saved, you received the Holy Spirit upon salvation. So no longer is it just you living on the earth. It's you living with God together as one. You can do what he did, right? And you can move how he moves. So, I think that's a big step for a lot of people because I know it was for me. I can do what he did. Wait a second. He's Jesus. I'm not Jesus. That seems incredibly presumptuous for me to say I can do what he did. But that's super important to know because we're children of God now. You know, um, once you become saved, you're a child of God. You're an heir of the kingdom. You're seated with Christ Jesus. Everything the Bible says about who you are upon salvation is true. So it's like... I guess the question is, do you believe what it says about you? When you're reading the Bible and you're studying it and you're learning it and you're trying to, you know, you're like, just personalize all these things about yourself because God is speaking to you about who you are and who you're become in him. And as you know those things, you know that you can be like him on the earth and do what he actually said to do. A lot of people are like, well, how am I going to go out and do the Great Commission? I'm afraid. Da, da, da. It's like, yeah, that's okay. Squash the fear by just doing it. It doesn't matter. Do it afraid. You know how many times I've been at like, the <laughs> rec center yeah. actually working out? Like, I feel like I just want to bless somebody and like I'll go up <laughs> to them and even like be shaking for some reason of nervous Aww. fear. And I'm like, I'm going to talk anyway because I would feel like I was being intimidated. So we are right at the halfway point at 6 p.m. We're going to do a little station ID, uh, ID, WWIP 89.1, the word in praise. And if you're just tuning in, this is Firestorm Live with your your host, Scott Gilbert. You can also find us, firestormunited.org. Or you can click over to Facebook and find Firestorm United. We are with Victoria and Victoria. Um, I hear you had something that happened at the oceanfront that is really the premise to the show that happened with Leave the 99 to Go After the One. Can you tell us a little more about what happened at the oceanfront? Okay, so um, that particular testimony, uh, me and Scott were out together at that moment. And, uh, you guys hang out a lot together. We call it love like, in action. Well, this is kind of what all the firestormers yeah. are about. We are about – we just go out in small groups. We go out in groups of two or three. Yep. And we just practice sharing the love of Jesus with people. Sometimes that that's healing if they need healing. Sometimes that's they get saved. Sometimes – and we'll do a show on deliverance. I've seen demons jump out of people dramatically in Starbucks and in the UPS store. And this is still – happening this is real this is not something that only happens in south america or india no or acts acts because (laughs) acts is continuing the difference is now that jesus uses his kids to touch his other kids so firestormers we are just the people that are out there practicing and victoria is chief among us she's just moving in a level of anointing and gifting she's a founder of firestorm united and i remember that victoria we were out and uh, we went down to the oceanfront because that's an easy place. A lot of us go out and walk the boardwalk and, and pray for people. And I remember that there was a young woman sitting on a bench, and I didn't want to talk to her because of male-female issues. Um, often when we do go out, if my wife's not available to come with me, we do go in male-female groups just so we can, we can both naturally talk to either, either 
males or females. Uh, we don't have we don't just send two guys because then it's kind of awkward to roll up on a lady. Um, two women can usually talk to anybody, but it's just kind of more comfortable to have a male there. So we often go out in groups of two or three. And Victoria and I were going out. There's probably somebody else with us who we're forgetting now. Not at that no, time. Not that time. So yeah. there's this young woman on a bench. I didn't want to talk to her um, just because of male-female stuff. Victoria um, was walking past, and then you felt the Lord say, stop. Yeah, it was funny. Yeah, we were walking. We just got down to the ocean front. We had just a short window of time. Yeah. And, you know, I was going to pass this person by, to be honest, because I was like, it's the first person we see, you know. Can't be that one. No. That's too easy. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, the Lord just, like, stopped and talked to her. And, you know, we were able to have a conversation with her. And actually, like, she breaks down crying. Like, we were just having a conversation with her. You know, stop, just casual. Like, how can we pray for you? We just want you to know that God loves you. Like, and he sees you. And she, and she actually, I think she was from another country. Um, yeah, I think I feel like she had a problem with, like, a parent, like her father or something. And I think she had... Uh, an attitude about her heavenly father because of her earthly father and you were able to speak just compassion and life into her that her father sees her and that he loves her and that he sent us to tell her and yes that's how i remember she was super depressed she said um and it, it was just like this she was just sharing with us like hey this really changed like everything for me i was i've been struggling with depression and wondering why I'm here, all this stuff. And she just is crying, you know, in that moment. And it's like all we did was just want to bless her, you know. Yeah. And actually, God really was the one who wanted to bless her. <laughs> it wasn't even yeah. – like, I mean, not to say we, we didn't want to, but we were going to walk by. And right. the Lord was like, you know, no, because he has eyes for the one, which is the theme of our sh- this show, right? Is that that's the heart of God for the one. It's it's and actually he wants to put that heart in us. All we have to do is make ourselves available. Mm. I think that's just a seminal point, though, to understand because if if you feel like oh I need to go do evangelism and it's intimidating and who am I going to talk to and oh my gosh there's going to be so many people you can self defeat and the enemy is right there to self defeat. He will never have you pray for anyone. He'll do everything he can to to sidetrack you, get you off focus, and and tell you it's going to be terrible. But if if our, for our listeners, if they were to start by saying, Lord, I'm going to go about my day-to-day. i got to go to the grocery store. I'm going to go to the bank. I'm probably going to pick up a coffee somewhere. Father, can you just give me eyes for the one that you have today? Yes. Do you feel like that's a good starting that point? That actually is like <laughs> my secret to evangelism. Um, if I'm intentionally going out or not going, like just out and about shopping, mm-hmm. I ask the Lord that question. Um, Sometimes when I'm out intentionally evangelizing, I guess you could say, like, looking, I'll talk to, like, five people before I find that one person that God wanted to talk to. But they're the person that ends up getting saved that day or baptized with the Holy Spirit or healed or, you know, like, just completely blessed. Like, having a God encounter where, you know, it's like, I know that God is real. There's no question or doubt in my mind. Mm And, you know, it changes everything for people, like, really. I mean, that's actually what people need. They need to know that God is real, that God knows them, and that God loves them. them. And he sees them, and he doesn't put guilt or shame on them. Like, he doesn't. That's why he died on the cross. He didn't, like, yes, we are all guilty of sin, and we know that. That's part of the gospel. That's why Jesus had to die. But we don't have to go, hey, you know, you're going to hell. 
do you know Jesus? Right. And <laughs> like, that's a lot of the people that you hear, and that's what their background is, and that's what they're used to hearing. So when I go to talk to people at my job yeah. or at, you know, just regular places that they usually start with, well, I know Christians and I've had bad experiences with them. And so it's usually with a negative when I go to approach that. So, I mean, I'm learning today on how to go approach people through love. And when Scott says they put love on, Mm -hmm. like literally, like Lynn that you say, literally walks in love. And it seems like you walk in the same thing. You walk in that compassion and love. Which that comes from Jesus. And also knowing, like just knowing deeply how loved I am. It's like, so is the person in front of me. You know, it's no different. I wasn't special, you know. But how do you teach people that, that maybe don't have that relationship with Jesus yet? You know, someone at the the beginning point. When you say that's just Jesus, but a lot of people, they know they love Jesus, but they're not walking with Jesus. And, in you know, Jesus is in everybody, but it just doesn't flow like that yet. Well, I would encourage that person to (laughs) ask the Holy Spirit to come into their lives in a real and tangible way um, mm-hmm. and to to go into their heart mm-hmm. and empower them to love like he does because that right there yeah. will, I mean, he'll do that. Yeah. Yeah, that it's will. a simple prayer of faith. I mean, there's like, there's nothing I can mm-hmm. tell you that's going to change your heart. You know, like I can't soften your heart, but God can. Yeah. And if you invite the Holy Spirit in to literally baptize you, and do get do you ask their permission maybe would you walk them through that if they came across like that at first um yeah i have actually how is yeah. how would that sound well one of the testimonies we we're going to share had to do with this woman that uh we ran into at mount trashmore um and she was a christian saved for a year you know she was um just struggling to live fully for god mm. right and and we were like, well, let's, you know, I think you could benefit from that. Have you actually, like, yes, you received the Holy Spirit upon salvation, but have you been baptized in the Holy Spirit for power, you know what I'm saying, to live, the empowerment to live like Jesus? That, no. Okay, well, let's, you know, pray for you. So we pray for her. She ends up, I mean, she, she starts speaking in tongues and is having a moment with the Lord, you know, and I believe fully that that day she got a, Powered by the Holy Spirit to live for God. Now that, you know, if you're baptized with the Holy Spirit, it may not manifest in tongues, okay? Yeah. But you will feel something on your body or something will shift in your mind and your heart. And all of a sudden you're like, I'm different. Mm -hmm. Like something is different. And you will notice because that's the power of God that comes in you. But see, God wants to give the free gift of salvation. And he wants to give the gift of his Holy Spirit in greater measure to the church and when we ask believing, we will receive. And that's what's important. It's like, okay, so I'm not there in my relationship with, with God. I'm, I, you know, and if I was to be honest, not talking about me, but this is a typical. Like I'm, I'm living kind of a self-centered life. Like, but I know that God is calling me to a greater life than the one I'm living. Like I want to do more for the Lord. My encouragement to you is ask for the Holy Spirit to come right now. Yeah, let's lead in a prayer. <laughs> so, Victoria, if you could just let's just lead everybody in a prayer. This is what it sounds like. It's not magic words. It's your heart position before your Father. But the Lord says, all right, the Word says that He will be in you and He will be on you. So, when you pray for salvation, the Holy Spirit becomes 
in you. Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and God's spirit lives in you? But then there's many mm-hmm. examples in the book of Acts where the spirit comes up on you mm-hmm. additionally, and that's another experience. And it happens over and over and over, and it comes and goes. But you can ask for it, and we don't ever ask for it for our own. We ask for it with an understanding that we will then be a conduit of his Holy Spirit. You keep what you give away. So as I ask for it, I ask for it not for myself, but that I can be his hands and feet to hurting people. As you give it away more, more comes. So maybe you could just lead us in a prayer for infilling. Yes. Well, actually, just before I do that, if there is anybody listening out there that doesn't fully know the Lord Jesus, but you believe that God is God and that you believe that Jesus was his son and that he died on the cross for your sins and that maybe, just maybe, he loved you, <laughs> then you can actually just say the simple prayer. Mm. And it's not it's more than a simple prayer, but when you mean it, when I confess with my mouth yeah, and Jesus believe in my heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, that's what God the Bible says. From the dead. You know, it, it, like, if I believe that with all certainty in my heart, like, you know what? It doesn't make sense, but I believe that God loved me, that he sent his son to die for me so that my sins can be forgiven. I'm going to confess that right now. I, I confess it. Just say it. Jesus, I believe in you. Jesus, I believe that you died for me. Jesus, I believe that you love me. Jesus, I believe you rose from the dead so I can have eternal life. You're saved. I'm telling you, when you believe it in your heart and you confess it, that's what the Bible says. So if you're listening, two things. If you're unsaved, just say those things and meet the Lord. And if you're listening and you are saved, that's exactly how simple it is to share the gospel with somebody. It's that simple. If you believe it, if they believe it in their heart, if they believe that God is real and that he sent Jesus and Jesus was his son and that Jesus died for their sins, that's all you have to communicate. That he rose again and he's up in heaven with the Father and he rise, like people will rise to eternal life because of Jesus. That's how they're saved. And when you help them understand that, you can help them confess their faith too. Because a lot of times people already believe in the Lord Jesus, but they don't really know that, like, they believe that he was a real man on the earth. They even believe that he was the son of God, but they don't know what that means for them because they've heard about it. You know, maybe they grew up, like, in church or something Mm -hmm. or just have this knowledge. It's as simple as taking them to that place of faith. Maybe you don't know what that looks like. Maybe you're intimidated by it. But I promise you that it is God's heart. He leaves the 99 for the one. And you had a really great testimony about the one. And it was always the, it was the guy who was like the scary one with the pit bull or something. You're like the one you didn't want to talk to. Oh, yeah. There was a guy, yeah, he was at the park and he had a scary dog. And he kind of, <laughs> you know, I mean, he didn't look that scary to me, but to many people, he might look scary. Yeah, you went uh, up to a guy in the park with a your, pit bull? Yeah, Is that of right? Your hardcore drug background. <laughs> 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 well, yeah. because I'm not intimidated by people. Like, you know, they really are God's children underneath all that hard outside. Yeah. You know, and because so how I, did you intro? Because I understand that it's like even though you look like this and you may even feel like that, like, right? I still know that you're God's child. I mean, but there. there were times where you got nervous and you started oh, yeah, shaking. I but would then get nervous with old, get like nervous. little older people, right. like just gentle, like you know. I don't know why that was just human fear or some spirit of fear. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. So I, I you cast that out yeah. first. Well, right? see, honestly, like it's just yeah, like the. Anyway, so... How did you intro with a guy with a pit bull? 
Well, you know, I, it was simple. I was just like, hey, do you know that Jesus loves you? And he's like, How? no, I don't know that, you know? And, <laughs> and I was like, well, he really does. So I don't know if Jesus could love somebody like me. And, uh, and I was like, well, I'm sure he can because he loved me. And I share my testimony with In him. In like two minutes, your yes, two-minute version. Exactly. Yeah. And. And then, you know, as he was listening to my testimony, he got really touched by the love of God. And and then I segued that into how much God loves him, you know, Uh, just the way he is and is looking for him. And I told him, I even told him how I was actually walking, I happened to be out evangelizing at that time. I was walking around the park looking for the one. And I knew I didn't find the person that God wanted me to talk to. Like, because I could, there's something you could kind of feel the difference like between like it's like yeah there's casual seeds you're sowing and you're spreading and it's like encouraging to people but there's when i ask god send me one today that you really have your eyes focused on your heart focused on he always does every time and when i was talking to him like i know you're that guy because i'm literally following you around this park with your dog (laughs) because he kept walking you know and he was like he didn't just stop and i'm like i could feel it i could feel god's heart just going out to him and he was so touched in that moment you know this big guy gets all soft this is the first time this is what he said this is the first time i actually could feel the love of god from somebody you know out of all the different christians that i've encountered and you know it was just as simple as like really being a little persistent pushing in past his hard exterior and going there with him and you know he was he was blessed by that you know he got to encounter god like the god of love the god that sees him right yeah so i think for a lot of people an encounter with the lord sounds wonderful but i don't know that i've really ever experienced that you might be thinking i don't know what that would be like well i'll tell you it it's not about our feelings so whether you feel it or not god is bigger than your feelings we don't walk by feelings we walk by faith So we got a little sidetracked, but we were going to pray for people to receive Holy Spirit, to feel that infilling possibly. I don't want to lose that. So if we could rewind back to that. I started praying. Okay, I'm ready. I'm always ready I did want to actually show that. I mean, it's important. You can't receive the Holy Spirit unless you're saved. So I just wanted to make sure that. Uh, that's re- that's really good. That was really good to do that. I don't know if anyone's ever done that over the radio like that in a show. So, I mean, I think it's powerful. Yeah. It's really powerful. Victoria. Yeah, we should know how to share the gospel. It's the yeah. Now's the time, you know, to be open about your faith so that people can know that they're loved and mm-hmm. God can live, you know, here on the earth through us. So, Father God, we just I just pray right now in the name of Jesus that anybody that wants to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, Lord, would just um, just open your hands and just receive from the Lord. Just posture your heart, literally just say in your heart, God, I want more of you. I want to be filled with your Holy Spirit so that I can live like you here on the earth. And, Father, I just pray in Jesus' name that you would just come and just touch people right now. Manifest your presence on them, Father God, right now. Fill them with the Holy Spirit so they can feel your presence come. Something that's different, come right now in Jesus' name. Just well up from the inside. You said in your word, Lord, that... um, you know, wells of living water would flow from within them. That's your Holy Spirit. You well up inside of us, Father God. And, and Lord, you empower us for the ministry, Lord. The ministry of reconciliation, Lord. Yes. The, uh, Father, to be 
uh, just ministers of the Great Commission, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I pray for the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, Lord, to just come and empower your church right now, your believer, your son, your daughter, Lord, to, to know, Lord, that they are yours, that they are marked by you, that they have a calling and a purpose, that they're not just here on this earth uh, just to you know, have um, a form of godliness, Lord, but Lord, they're here to know you and know your power, Father God, and, and to be you on this earth. So Lord, just come and bless and bless and bless and fill in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Just we, we thank you, Lord, for an infilling right now for everybody that's listening. Even if they're not quite sure about this, Lord, wherever their heart is, I thank you, Lord, just to touch them. You leave yes, the 99 Lord. to come after the one. We've all been the one. So, Lord, I thank you right now for an indwelling f- filling yes, of Holy Spirit presence right now. You may feel... People have described it as I feel warmth. Uh, I feel tingling. What happened with me, I was a 14-year-old kid in a Catholic charismatic uh, healing service, um, which is like uh, Pentecostalism hits the Catholic Church. It was a big thing. still is. And uh, I'm kneeling there. I'm praying. I'm about 14 years old. And nobody led me to receive Jesus, but I just intuitively knew that I needed him. So I pray all by myself, Father, I know Jesus died for me. I believe he's the Son of God. I know, I basically said, I know I have a sin problem. Please help me. And as I pray that very simple childlike prayer, I felt like warm, what I can describe as like warm oil came over my head and ran down and ran down onto my shoulders and down on my arms. And it was surprising and I say off-putting, but not in a bad way. I totally didn't expect mm-hmm. this. But I felt an anointing that came over me when I asked for that. Guys, you can ask for it. Your Father loves you. He'll deny you no good thing. All good gifts come down from the Father of lights. So anything, any good thing is from him. So, Father, I thank you right now for your spirit and your presence just to fill our listeners Everybody right now with an indwelling power of your presence in a way that they would know how much you love them. And I ask, Lord, that you just fan it into flame, that they could become your hands and feet to other hurting people. Thank you, you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Believe and you have received it. And when you believe that, and you'll start seeing the difference, like, in your life. You'll start, you know, like, noticing that your desires are changing or that you're kind of more aware or, like, you're reading the Bible and, like, just more things make sense to you or just Mm -hmm. becomes living, you know, part of your life, um, you'll, you'll notice the changes. It'll be exciting. So, Victoria, we have a lot of feedback on Facebook Live um, about how encouraging you are and some of the things that you were saying that they can actually picture. Uh, whenever Victoria starts with that particular time, I picture her going through a massive memory bank of witnessed miracles to pull out Amen. of a file. That's so good. Thanks. That is so good. And I'm asking people on here to share their testimony. I don't know if they know what I mean by that. It doesn't have to be just your personal testimony. It could be when you've witnessed to someone, you saw them get saved or get healed. We're not asking you to, you know, explain your life story to us, but just be a, a good a good witness for Jesus. And if you can tell us some some things, we'd love to include you as part of our show. We have about uh, eight minutes left to our hour long show. Boy, it this show by. has flied, you know, flew by. I mean, we started with a half hour, and now 
We're with an hour. If you're just tuning in, you're just catching the end portion of this, um, make sure you go to Firestorm United Facebook page or firestormunited.org. And you can look at our previous shows. You can look at this show with Victoria. She was amazing and um, really, really taught us a a bunch of new ways to pray and how to hear God's voice. And she's going to be at the equipping seminar, which you all have to sign up for. It's March 12th, Friday night and Saturday all day. Bring your kids. Uh, It's only $20 for both days. There's going to be teachers. There's going to be activation. You're going to be going out and actually doing it. Right? So we're not just going to be getting filled up. We're going to be going out and doing it. So that's pretty cool, right? For yeah. someone like me that's only probably done that about five or six times. Yeah. Right? Yep. And we'll have people that are confident um, in this kind of loving, love in action to mm-hmm. go with you while you're going out. So that'll it'll be a really good time. I'm really excited. Um, if you actually have a testimony from this, just listening to this video or this um, radio yeah. show, um, please feel free to share that as well um, on Firestorm United Facebook page at office at firestormunited.org. Um, we would love to just hear your feedback on anything that any way that God spoke to you. Um, yeah. So coming up on our equipping set seminar in March 12th and 13th, we mentioned that we're going to have confident ones. What is a confident one? Confident one is somebody who's done this before. They have a comfort level, and they're going to be coaches, and they'll take you out. We have meal breaks. We're going to go. We're going to go You know, over in your meal break. you got to go to the grocery store. You're going to go to a coffee shop. You're going to go have lunch. We're going to pair you up with confident people. You'll make new friends. You'll get to see what it looks like. You can just stand and watch if you want. There's no intimidation, but you will have an opportunity to move in it. And every time that I've done this and encouraged people and taken them out, everyone to a man has always said, this is a whole lot easier than I thought it would be. When you put on love without an agenda and you just say, Lord, here I am. Use me. Give me eyes for the one. The Lord does it. And Victoria will be equipping on evangelism at the seminar. Victoria, do you want to mention kind of some more about what you'll be teaching and, and how we can equip them more, what you'll be doing that day? Um, just a couple things. Uh, like I was the main thing I want to help you understand is how to share and communicate the gospel um, for yourself. You know, not everyone's the same. Um, and so we have to move in word and in power. So you're just kind of getting to know who you are in Christ a little bit. Then how to communicate the core foundation of the gospel very quickly and in a way that like helps people kind of see where they're at. You know, and if they're ready or willing to accept Jesus um, we'll also talk a little bit, just briefly, you know, on the power of the Holy Spirit in all that um, to kind of take off the weight of the responsibility that comes from, you know, just sharing the gospel. I mean, it's really not you leading them to the Lord. It's him drawing them to himself. You know, so it's, you know, you're partnering with the Holy Spirit in that. And um, so I definitely want to encourage you to do that. And then there's just some other practical tips you know, Pro tips, to, we call them. <laughs> icebreakers and other things, um, how to overcome fear, and just a little touch touch on different things like that. It's available to everybody. This is not for the elite few. And some people say, hey, you know, I just don't have the gift of evangelism. It's not about having the gift of evangelism. No. It's about just being a Christian and loving people. Yep. 
So if you take the, the, the pressure off and just say, Lord, I want to be your hands and feet to hurting people today. Could you just give me eyes? Show me the one, Lord. That's a prayer that the Lord will honor. You know, it says in Isaiah, he says, My eyes go to and fro over the whole earth seeking for someone to serve me. And it sounds like from the scripture that he's having a hard time finding someone. It's like I'm looking everywhere. And the, the word that, they, that Isaiah uses there is hinani. In Hebrew, it means here I am. Here I am. It's the same word that Samuel used when God called to him in the beginning of uh, 1 Samuel. And Samuel's sleeping there next to the Ark of the Covenant. And he hears God call to him. And he goes to the high priest, Eli. And Eli says, okay, if you hear it again, say, here I am, Lord. So Samuel does that. Hineni, here I am, Lord. He is looking for your Hineni. All he's looking for is for your here I am. Once you start with the here I am, I'm available, that's when the Holy Spirit, I believe, comes in. And a grace undergirds your availability with his ability. That's what all of our shows will be about. Regular people just like you that are moving in testimonies like this, moving in an anointing. The only thing they did, which might be different from you, is they said, here I am, Lord. You love me. Show me what you have. So we're going to pray out. Victoria, we got two minutes. Okay, so Father, we just lift up our sister to you. We thank you, Lord, that you love babies. It is your will, Lord. You said go forth and multiply, fill the earth. So we thank you, Lord, that babies are good. So right now, Lord, I just thank you for your presence to infill my sister right now. I come against the morning sickness, all the yuckiness of, of pregnancy right now, Lord. I thank you for complete restoration. I come against it, Lord, and I command it to go. So no more morning sickness. All the discomfort go now on the authority of Jesus Christ, Lord, that you would be glorified in her physical body right now. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to the Firestorm Podcast with your host, Scott Gilbert. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate the show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and subscribe wherever you listen. If you're looking for more about the Firestorm Equipping Ministry, you can find us on the web at firestormunited.org. We're also on Facebook at Firestorm United. If you'd like to partner with us, equipping the body of Christ for revival, you can give on our website, firestormunited.org. All donations are tax deductible. Tune into our next episode where we meet Jeff Gwill. Jeff's a businessman. But Jeff moves in adventures in healing. Jeff is going to define some amazing things. Jesus said that we would do the same things he did and greater things. You want to know what some of those greater things are? Tune in next time because Jeff is seeing the greater things.